Hello, everyone. This is Roy Master speaking. I hope I can help you tonight. I just wanted to say something about death. <laughs> that was a strange uh, subject, but isn't strange anymore. You see the horror. You've seen the horror, haven't you? And it's getting worse. Yeah. Fifty people killed and five hundred and more probably wounded and may die also just recently. You know all about it. And it's every day now, isn't it? So what's happened to America? And how can we fix it? You can't fix it one thing at the time. It's everywhere. And the reason is, one of the reasons is or are, I'm not quite sure if I said it right, but it's our borders. They're, they're, the wicked ones, the crazy ones, the good people coming in too, don't get me wrong, but with them comes the worst of the worst and taking advantage and you see how far they can get in the, the latest situation that I just mentioned. And so they're always looking for the purpose why that person did it. I can tell you that this is the same purpose for everybody. Hatred, anger, just to the degree of, of anger. Small angers, they get, you can push them down and have a smiling face. But depending on how you came into the world and what kind of people that you came into, then it can be very, very dangerous. And the per child that comes into that world becomes a murderer. Because his parents are that. And the parents' parents are that. And when you have enough of that parents' 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 thing, you're seeing what you are seeing now. You can't cure it one at the time. You have to cure it with truth and integrity. and But not everybody has that, because half our country is no damn good. Excuse the expression. The left I'm talking about, and the right isn't as right as it appears to be. One could become an extreme on the right. See, you can. Where the, where the father... Where the men are bullies, and on the on the on the left, it's the the ladies that are bullies. I want to talk to you about that, if you don't mind. But before I get into the program, I like to read you something, please. I just saw it just a little while ago. I've seen this. Um, you ever heard of Cicero? Forty-two B.C. Roman statesman, orator, and author. Uh, this is, you know how long, thousands of years ago? Nothing has changed. It could be that it's got worse than that. America shouldn't be worse. It shouldn't be. But how could we stop what's happening? The borders. You've got to understand the borders. And you've got to understand that there are people who are 
who are going to replace you. Uh, maybe I didn't say it correctly. But there's a danger, and always that danger, and I've seen it since the day I come into this country or when I came into doing this radio program for the last 55 years. I've seen it. I've seen the country disintegrate, and I was shouting and screaming and uh, every way I could say it. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. I'm exaggerating just a little bit. But I want you to listen to this, because you see the mentality as... But this is the way Cicero, that B.C., 42 B.C. Roman statement. Let me read it to you. I'm not very good at reading, but still, hold it. Don't go away. I'll be right back. foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. Yes, the, the key to peace of mind. That is what I want to share. And I would like you to call if you like to, you know, interrupt me in what I'm saying I'm I'm happy to speak to you as long as you give me a, the name of your disease. I need the name to get my mind together with it. Not just giving me uh, just bits and pieces. I just want the name of what the doctor says about your sickness. And then how have you been, how have you been dealing with it? The tendency is... So the tendency is, basically, nearly every disease of 95% of them, they have a name. But 95% of all sicknesses and suffering and war is caused by only one thing. And I will try to get to that in just a few minutes. But... I've got something I want to read to you first, because I'm, I opened the program by picking up a piece of paper, but it's a Roman statesman, orator, 
10th author, Cicero, 42 B.C. A nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. I'll stop there because most of your presidents, especially the last one, was going to do you in, but you couldn't see it because he was, he sees so loving and kind only to the worst of people. Let me stop there again. The enemy at, at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and he carries his banners openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gates freely, his sly whispers rustling through all the galleys heard in the very hall of government itself. For the traitor appears not to be a traitor. He, he speaks with the accents familiar to his victims and wears their face and their garments. And he appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of a city and he infects the body politic so that it can no longer exist a murderer is less to be feared Cicero 42 BC Roman statement orator and, and uh, author now there's so much death in this country. When I came to America, people were genteel. There was, of course, there was problems, always problems. No one's, none of the nations are perfect. But the, the most of us, most of Americans were wonderful. There are places in the world like that. But this was a beautiful place, except for the South, which is horrible. Put that aside. Above that, where we are, it's not so good anymore. And so, when we have knowledge that we recently had with one person with a machine gun killing 50 people at once and 500 broken down, who don't know how long you're going to last, a horrible, terrible um, damage to people that would demoralize them for the rest of their lives. And it's getting worse. And But the silly fool part of it, the idiotic part of it, that we're trying to look for the motive. The motive is hatred. And what is it that is hatred? Hatred is the same for everybody. Not different, it's just a matter of degree. And then, I mean, how many of you out there, how many out of you, how many of you out there have thoughts of killing somebody? I would say 80% of you will put up your hands. Put up your hands just so you can re recognize yourself. How many times have you judged somebody and resented them secretly and 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 then Make sure you pushed it down inside yourself and put a nice face on. And you, but but the point is, 
you, you are one of those potential killers. And you can kill your children. You kill people in different ways, your own children. They can sense it. They can smell you. And so that's what I'm going to talk about just in a few minutes. Can I give you an example right now? Listen to one example. I wrote this, and if you can put up with me, I appreciate it. I am ad-libbing at this moment, and I'm coming back to my, uh, hopefully to my mental capacity. But I I have in my hands one of 150 um, articles. Let me read it to you, if you don't mind. And I'll add lib I'll add lib around it as much as I can, but talking about what's really wrong with us. And here it goes. What if mummy had some unfinished business with her own dad and projected that resentment onto her husband? Then the children would feel what mother feels and ends up hating their own father. For one reason or another, Women unconsciously or unconsciously set their husbands up to fail in their own children's eyes. The result is that invariably the children identify with the mother and reject the father's correction in everything. Even if their dad is a good-natured soul, it will become increasingly difficult for him to play the role as a loving, correcting father figure so that essential, and that essential in every child's life, it is. When one father is at work, the children will often hear a continuous diatribe of how rotten he is. Basically, it plays out like this. If mother meets or sets father up to fail, frustrating him into violence or submission, either one, and then the children will tend to seek refuge in their mother's poisonous affection and become her slave, deceived into thinking that loving devotion of the, is hers. It is not. The female child will grow up as replicas of their mothers, playing roles as of martyrs and victims and expon exponentially setting their husbands up to fail in their children's eyes. Mommy are good, daddies are bad. Therefore, as the family glows, grows, ladies and gentlemen, we go this way. We grow up playing the feminine role as men, frustrating any attempt of their sensible wives to discipline their children. This will perpetrate the, the, the tyranny of the mass deliberation and the enslaving affection to government, spoiling the, our children. You see, just spoiling, we're calling us, we're, we're talking to you about, as far as the um, politicians are concerned, they're spoiling your children, the, you're the children. Um, Obama was doing that to the left. Into securing her, our loyalties to the leftist leftist politicians. A socialist system has been planned to rise up and supplant our way of life. Observe 
certain politicians using the same domestic power play, but in a more highly sophisticated form. Psychopolitical warfare against American youth. The left wants the country to see the president and the military, male figures, of course, as terrorist liars and the poisonous feminists left as saviors. Secular humanism, good. Christianity, bad. Please use this information to examine your own family relationships, because unless you do, we shall surely lose our freedoms. It's only a matter of time. That's an article I read, I wrote, in uh, 1964. And I was just a little kid, basically, I think, then. 800-866-8883. If you don't mind, I just want to... I'd like to go into a difficult... as something that is scary. Because, you see, so many people are are being murdered. And the motivation is always the same. When I open the program, I ask you, do you have any resentment? Do you have uh, judgment? That is the key. Judgment is like being God. That's what judgment is mine, saith the Lord. I shall pay back. It's simple. And so it's dangerous to judge. Because if you judge, you will be judged. Your conscience will be, be will have a, a fit. And so, but then once you start to judge, you, and you feel guilty, then you look for someone to forgive you. Or you start to being a forgiver. And, but you can't undo what's been done. The minute you start to get upset and, the, and it grows into the horror of judgment, especially even when it's, it's nestling deep in your heart and you may not even know it's there, it, it, you begin to stink of it and your children can see it. I was just talking to you about that just now. And so what we need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, is, is this, it's our system. We have, we have a system of people who are like that. But I have to say this. Let me broaden it out so I make my point. I would say nearly all of you, at least 80% of you, have already have judgment. And, and as I said, there's a tendency of women to set her husband up to fail. Now, they, they may not mean it, or they may be mean and mean it. But those of you who are wise and listen to what I'm saying... I'm asking you, do you have judgment? Because judgment is a killer. And so, 
To make it simple, I say, if I had, if I had a whole audience here, I mean, in view, I would say at least 80% know that they are judging, and they enjoy judging. But that judgment is mine, not yours. And the minute you start to become judgmental and suppressing it, then you start to get pleasure from it. And even if even if you have hidden it, many of you, if I say 80% of you can put up your hands and say, you, the resentment is a punishment, and that punishment is under your skin, deep down inside, and maybe you don't know it's there. It may have been introduced to you, imprinted in you when you were a child. And that's where it usually begins. Now, I'm going to read something to you now. Let me see. I'm, I've, got, I've got it written down. Don't go away, because I want to read this to, to you here. I just read it to you, didn't I? Or did I? Well, let me just say it again. No, maybe I won't. Let me see. I've got something in front of me. I want to read these things because the false conscience. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Okay. Here's, a, here's one of them I wrote. I'm going to read this to you. It's, it makes it nice and clear. Patience. This is opposite of impatience, right? And impatience is judgment. It's always the same. It's always the same. Hate. Judgment. Can't have your way. Hate. Judgment. Judgment is a killer. All right? And you've got to be very careful when you have that nature inside you. Nearly all of you have it. I did re I re read to you just a little while it, when I opened the program. And I'm, I've got a good mind to read it again. But here's another article I wrote. Picture Perfect Patience. Also written in the 60s. Patience is the panacea of all human ills. It teaches good to others, just as impatience brings violence and mindless conformity. Patience awakens and raises consciousness, but impatience breeds rebellion, hatefulness. Patience is the evidence of endless love, a love that is never pushes children towards anything, whether the potty training or schooling. If you have to remind your children 10,000 times to do such things as clean their teeth and then do so, but if you want them to grow up free, 
then forbear to scream, to holler, to rant, to rave, to push and pressure, and set them up to submit to your kind of authority all through their lives. Patience is endless love. The more you give, the more it gives you to give. That's it, that one. I'm reading on this. I'm trying to get better myself since I had sepsis and I almost died. And so I, I'm, I'm reading because I'm becoming familiar with language again. If you don't mind, just for a few weeks or so. But I make, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is taking, I have 150 of these little pamphlets. I'm going to read you another one, if you don't mind. Uh, this is good for me because I have been spending so much time with basic English, 800 words. And I slowly fell away from intellectualism or speaking in, in inter intellectual ways. And so it, it, it became my, my vocabulary became smaller and smaller until I find myself in basic English, and guess what happens? You like my program better. I know that people did. Because you can say it's so much easier to speak in basic English 800 words, maybe even less, because it's all beautiful salt, beautiful salt in those, those languages. All the truth is in those uncomplicated words, nice and simple. But anyway, I do know to have to, to I do need to read my own stuff once in a while. So let me just quickly do this one. This I did also, these all, all these ones out of the 150 are in the 60s. The false conscience. Here's another one. Guilt can be falsely identified with thousands of subtle ways. For example, if I feel guilty for doing more for my children, for my husband or my wife, before he insurer has passed away, for being unable to pay our debts, for not being able to work more, I feel guilty about sex. How I treated my mother and father, etc., etc. Individuals who feel this way may seek to compensate for guilt. You give everything to your children as a, chain, as a claim to virtue. That won't discipline. You can say no to requests, and you can spend your whole life seeking approval from other people, giving all kinds of assistance to the wrong people instead of rep representing and living rightly with your own family and those who really need you. You seek to reinstate 
a feeling, fake, actually, of righteousness from the outside in, but appearing by appearing right. Uh, we'll just have to play a little thing here with my eye. I beg your pardon, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm just going to read the last part of you. you uh, part of you, part of me. You seek to reinstate a feeling of fake righteousness from the outside in by appearing right in the eyes of strangers when you have responded angrily to your own family. Damned if you get their love and affection and damned if you don't. This is what Jesus meant when he says, you have your reward. That's it. That's my first hour, half an hour. Uh, uh, now I can do some ad lib. I want to talk about death and dying. Ladies and gentlemen, may I suggest that you examine the language of resentment or judgmental. How many of you are judgment or judgmental? You could be a judgmental beast and enjoy people cringing. They enjoy it. Pleasure. And you get your pleasure from that. And it becomes addictive. An addiction. And, it, and the more you get people to ups, upset, the more hungry you get. In other words, the pleasure it starts to create a pain. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. I pay back. But if you get into the state of judgment, it's a terrible sin. A dangerous one that cannot be cured except in one way. Only one way. Be still and know I am God, says the scripture. But we need to talk about that in in less... Um, Less language. And right now, I want to make sure that you understand that judgment is, is making you feel superior. I want you to know that a, a victim can actually feel more judgment. A victim himself, herself or himself can actually enjoy Secret judgment. Secret judgment. But with a nice face. Meaning, you you feel guilty when you judge. Everybody feels guilty when they judge. You're playing God. And God doesn't like it. You're in conflict with him. 
you are in conflict. It's called anxiety. That's right. And then an emptiness. That's right. Because you're moving further and further away from seeing what I just said. You don't want to see it because the light within you is is the reason for your anxiety. And But still, you, you have to get pleasure whether you're the bully or whether you're, you are a secret bully. In other words, you give in to that person and he takes advantage of you. You give in. You embolden. I keep saying that over again. Resentment does two things. It makes you do unto others what was done to you. Doing unto others what was done to you and enjoying it and and having a feast and, and becoming more and more crafty, more and more wicked, uh, to the point of murder and suicide. Do you get it? I can tell you all the different signals of that one particular thing called judgment. Because you're looking now for forgiveness, and that's just as bad. Forgiveness, you can't, you're not God, only He can forgive you. Okay, we'll be right back. You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1 800 866 8883. Please, God, I am coming back. I'm coming back in, into being able to ad lib. I am playing with a few things that I wrote. I've written 150 of those for the newspaper here in Oregon, and, and they didn't give a damn. But I know that all of you out there like what I said. and But I ended up now with one thing that is everything. That one thing plays judgment. Everybody's got judgment and you're going to die from it. Judgment makes you empty. Especially when especially empty when you're You're the target. You're the person who's subject to a bully and then enjoy hating his hate. And so you can burn deep down inside. And so, but as you burn, what you're doing is giving in to that person and, and emboldening him and the only way that he can be like God, see this? Because the only way he can be like God is judgment. And so when, he, when you give in to him, he looks at you as a little weasel. How dare you be a little weasel, you weasel? Take this, take that. 
Because did you see the complex there? The complex is so complicated that you can't stop it. And so wherever you go, if you if you're addicted to judgment as of an appeaser, then you're going to become more of an appeaser, but get feel worse for it. And then you resent him or her, see, because you get you, because when you re, when you resent them, you forget that you're wrong. It's called judgment. You forget you were wrong, and it catches up with you. And then you got guilt. And when you got guilt. How do you get? How do you overcome guilt? Yes, you'll be sorry. No, you're just a sorry person. And if you look at your disease, look at what disease you got. And it's judgment. Nearly all of you have got judgment, and you're going to die from it. You stupid fools! Does anybody ever tell you this? You don't need a doctor. You you you. You can't get a psychiatrist or a psychologist. They don't have the foggiest idea what they're doing. But you see, you these emotions, these emotions flowing backwards and forwards, doing unto others what was done unto you, and then it becomes a chain of command. Doing unto others what was done to you should be replaced by. Doing other, doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, how can you do this? You have to stop being a judgmental person, but you can't get somebody to forgive you. Don't ever go look for forgiveness. Don't ever do it, because you turn them into God. They're all gods, and they get high on it. And pretty soon, your situations could be worse. There's no cure. There is no cure, except one thing: be still and know. Be still. What does that mean? Look, you are playing God. Look inside you. Look inside you, and tell me, I'm a liar. Pick up the phone and call me, eight hundred eight six six eighty eight eighty three. Call me. I will show you what forgiveness is. I cannot forgive you. I had a person. It just come to my mind. Ten years ago, he came to my seminar. Up here, in where, where we are here, <laughs> in Oregon, <laughs> and so you know I, that's one of my problems with my memory. But I'm get, I'm getting better, I think, and so I've been yelling and screaming. But I, there's two kinds of anger. There's two kinds of it. Maybe the word anger is wrong, but there's two kinds of shouting out loud and being strong. There's a right strong, and there's a wrong one, and it's in the voice. In other words, I'm not judging you. You could say to yourself, I can see many of you saying, "Oh, he's judging. He's talking about judgment, and he's judging." No, 
my voice is different from your voice. What you think of as judgment is has a different energy to it. it. It's not spiteful. It's loving. And if you, I'm talking to you, no matter how old you are, how young you are, but you can hear in my voice, I'm not judgmental. I never will be. Only God is judge. You see that? Only God is judge. And that judgment will follow you all the way to your grave. And that is a terrible death. Maybe tomorrow I will continue on the subject of what life and death is because I do want to talk to you about death. I'm close to it, and you are close to it for different reasons. You could be 25 and blow your brains out because of all the judgment and anxiety that is bringing, it, it brings. And the more you try to get rid of the, the, the anxiety, which is an extension away from God, a disconnection from God and and looking for love in all the wrong places because it doesn't belong. You can't find love in the world. You have to find who made the world and why you have an awareness and like you have an awareness that monkeys don't have. That's a, That awareness has potential for eternal life. Don't you get it? That awareness, don't run it from don't run from it. Don't run from it. Stop. And let it catch up with you. And experience the anxiety. And don't get upset with it. Well then you're fighting God. You're judging him. And you end up hating him. He doesn't hate you back. See, I had someone just recently try to murder me. I won't go back into it. It's medical. And so it gave me sepsis. And I was out for four hours. They worked on me and came back. But I, I know who it was. I'm no judgment. I'm explaining it. I'm not angry. I understand that. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. I'm okay with it. I still go to that place. You know, it's a doctor's thing, basically. And I just need to say it, just to make the point. I don't, I don't want to judge. I don't, I'm not resentful towards it cannot help that person. That person cannot help themselves. But there's a conflict now between to that person. Conflict. I act like nothing happens. And as far as I'm concerned, I became stronger. For the, I, in other words, to the degree that you can give up judgment, like payback, 
to the degree that it's happening, you have found a potential regeneration. You have found it. If you could learn to not to get excited when people praise you, not to get angry when people hate you, if you could stand that way and no emotions whatsoever, light will shine through you. Your light will shine through you. And when it shines through you, it cleanses you. Listen, when it shines through you, it cleanses the thoughts. That's what the meditation does. The seven-minute meditation. You go to my my website, fhu.com, and you can download it with a little seven-minute meditation for nothing. One of these days when I'm dead and gone somewhere, I'm not afraid. There's a somewhere. Let me explain to you. You know, people are dying and not knowing why. And you can sense what I'm saying, can't you? You can sense that that why are we different from monkeys? Why do we have an awareness the awareness follows. That awareness follows all the way to the grave. All the way, like the death of, of the two um, thieves with Jesus. One went one way to the darkness. And the other one, even though he's done so much wrong, two thieves. He looks at this other person while he's on the cross with Jesus and says, but we deserve this. We deserve it. And Jesus says, this day you shall be with me in paradise. I say to you that awareness is that awareness, the fact that you are not like a monkey. A monkey does not have an awareness like we do. Ours is creative. They're not creative. We are, and we are meant to live forever. We are designed for that. And so, when a soldier throws his, himself over a grenade, because had he not done so, his friends would have died. No greater love, you see, that man should give his life. See? No greater love is that. Try to understand where we're going with this. All I'm asking for you is to be still and know. And I have that. I have the I have the means. If you're ready, but not if you're not ready. All right. Um, I do have a call from Florida, and. I just want you to, to understand this, please. Um, wherever you are, you can listen to my radio program 
FHU.com, Foundation of Human Understanding, FHU.com. And live, you could go to that website and from 6 to, well, I'm, I'm alive most of it in the first um, part of it. The rest of it are old, old, art, old programs. When I get strong enough, I'll be doing, I, am, I will get strong enough, please God, and I can do all of the programs instead of three. Instead of one, I do three. And so, so but you, if you don't, if you want to hear me anytime, you go to FHU.com and then you can choose to listen or you can just listen anytime. But if you want to listen at 6 o'clock in the evening, yes, uh, West Coast time, Monday through Friday. And let me see what else I can say. Um, it's, it's PM weekdays. Thank you very much. And I'm going to talk to David in Florida. Is David still there? What a, yes, sir. You got you got some really got some fortification there. Wonderful, thank you. I appreciate. I'm sorry. I was, I, I didn't see you very well. Oh, that's but, okay. Am I coming through? Yep, but you are coming through just fine. Okay, great. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Roy. Appreciate it. Yes, I don't um, get many calls, but I I see in your voice that we're going to go somewhere. Well, thank you. I uh, tried to make some notes, like a kind of. Experience figure out how to express myself, uh, you know, so we get my my thought across to you. But I've kind of I've got myself worked into this fear of um my wife is a is a not very good at expressing herself. She just is a very quiet person and um no, she's ju- she's judgmental. She's judgmental. She is a secretly well, judgmental woman. Maybe I'm not sure. I I, find well, I, I, am, I am sure. Okay. If she's if she's a little weasel, and, and nice and quiet, and and goes about it's doing nice tough. things. Because to... I'm a very express per, expressive person, and I I feed off of uh, you know I'm a, a vocal <clears throat> express myself. Yes. And I find myself needing a a, a lot of additional reassurance from her that our That's not healthy. Is solid. No, you're and, not healthy. You you and can't I, you can't get reassurance from somebody lower than yourself. You're playing God. You are playing God, and you want her to love you, to fulfill you. All she gives you, all that will come from that, is, well, I have a way of saying it. You can love the hell out of her, not. Okay. Not, you see that? <laughs> love the hell out. Of her, rather than help, have the hell in her. In well, other words, don't, 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 don't look, don't look for love. Don't look; it will only make you worse. Okay. I, don't I, I just, look for it. I kind of. Sorry. No, I just we're ju- we're just jumping across each other. This is very important, and you need to f- okay. just fix on it. Fix on it just for a minute. Okay. You do. You're like an animal. That goes like a a cow and a calf. The calf goes to the mother. Uh, You're looking for mother to make you feel good about yourself. 
And that's an addiction. That's true. That's a terrible addiction. And the more you get, the more you want. And the more you get, the higher you get. But you actually, every high is a new low. Every high okay. is a new low. And that's addiction. And she hates you for okay. it. And then she tries to appease you. Mm-hmm. But she, but the more appeasing, the more you get that appeasing gratitude, so to speak, the worse you both become. She becomes worse because you're sucking it through her. She hasn't got it to give. Only the dark side. She can only you can only pull on the dark side of her, and she feels that. She feels that, and she gets angry. And then she gets angry. She gets quiet. And then you don't want her to be quiet. You want her more love. It's a typical thing. See? Mm -hmm. Let her, you listen. You do not want to have love from anybody. You need to be the instrument of love. You cannot be love. You have to be the instrument. Jesus said, why call me good? I I never hear preachers say it the way I do. We always think he's, they always call him a god. He says, I'm not god. I'm not good. Why call me good? Only God is good. That's what it says in the scriptures. And the Christians don't even see it themselves because they're listening to a preacher and, and they don't have any understanding. They just want to go to church and feel better. And, and they're addicted right. to the church. They get addicted to the church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a sure. sickness. It's a terrible sickness. How do I break the cycle, Roy? Because this is driving me crazy. I just can't. I don't want to. No, lose you, no, you can that. actually, you can actually die from it. Lots of men See, die from uh, it. Commit suicide. It's just, it's, it's, it's just uh, overwhelming, and I don't want to live like this. I know this need, this attached, this attachment. You know, this expectation. You know, sense of needing this expectation. This, this, you know, for, I, 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 I've got, I've got it though. Ridiculous. I, uh, it's not ridiculous, but it is ridiculous. But you see, I, I'm on to something. What she needs is from you, not from her. But you haven't got it yet. And so okay. you, you, you're too busy getting it from her. And there's only a dark side on her. And on your side, mm-hmm. as a man, you have a potential brightness that she's looking for. You have to find the brightness first before you can save your wife, and, and she'd be so grateful that she, you have saved her from the devil, so to speak. Mm. In other words, you don't have, leave the sex alone. I don't care what right. you do with it, but don't do it in your head. Right. Okay. You, you see what I mean? You, you, you're making I your own. I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, but <laughs> when, when, when you have sex, and you become addicted to it. You become so demoralized. Mm-hmm. You become so demoralized, so hateful, that you can't. You, you, it's hard for you to have a woman because all she does to you is all you're doing is calling up something beyond her, and both of you are poisoning each other. You're looking for well, something wanna... in her that's dark, but you have where the light is. Men have the light, and. Okay. But they don't have the right yet. So what you have to find is what Jesus says. You have to see that you cannot find love 
in this world. It doesn't exist. You have an awareness, don't you? You heard me talk about aware. Why don't yeah, you yeah. be aware? Why can't you just all of a sudden quietly sit and look at your anger? How see how silly it is. How silly it is to look for love from somebody who's only going to give you poison because that's all she's got to give. Okay. In other words, there's, there's no God where she's coming from. She wants to save. She wants you to save her from that darkness. And she, right. and I hope the ladies understand this. If you give in to well, the woman. I, 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 I'm in deeply in love with my wife, and I feel like we will be together forever. I, 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 I truly no, believe no, that. No, what's going to happen? One of you, one of you going to die, or both of you going to die from, from this. That is a killer. What you're doing is a killer. You're sucking mm -hmm. the life out of her. You're sucking out something. That makes sense. See? That makes sense, what you're saying there. I can see that. But then, you, but then you're not a good man. You want to be a good person, no. but you're looking at a woman to make you feel good. And then, and then they go to drugs. And the drug, the drug person will rise up and, and make you feel better. And you become addicted to that. It's always the dark side. And I, and I find myself doing this to people in general. It's just become like a pattern. In oh, yes. You could, you could also end up murdering. Listen, you could murder. You, could, you, could, you don't want that. It's a poison. It's addiction. And if, it, if, it's, if it's your wife does it, somebody else will do it. And, and men are women-like. So when you have a woman, mm -hmm. half man, half woman, you look for an approval. And you become a pervert. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I hope you got it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's not it's not that difficult. I know you're a decent man, and I, all I did was point out something to you that so, that your father didn't know, and the father's father didn't know, the great great grandfather, great great grandfather didn't know it. All the way back to paradise, mm -hmm. there's hardly anybody that ever. Narrow is the way, and few are those that find it. Narrow is right, the way. Right. But it, see, I'm on the radio. I don't have to climb over mountains. I, <laughs> all I have to do is pick, pick up the, my microphone and talk to you. Thousands mm -hmm, of you. Mm -hmm. i got to go now. I, it's the, end, right. of, well, end Roy, of the show. Thank, God bless you. Uh, call thank me tomorrow. you so much. God bless you too, Roy. <laughs> thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, juveniles and crocodiles, thank you for supporting my program. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Thank you. 800-877-3227. 800-877-3227. Post Office Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon 97528. Thank you. <laughs> 